embarrassing part about it was I looked at my reel and and I was like, wow, in this time, like, I don't, you know, I can update it, but sadly, like, I haven't done anything that's that much more impressive than what I did back then, you know, and, mm, mm. um, and it was, it was kind of eye opening. And I also, then I got digging further and I was looking back and I was at my work and, and I was like, man, I, I can't even, I don't even know what I would send this person if they said, Hey, like, what's like your thing? What, what is like your creative piece? Like what's your, uh, a representation of your work? got this going and this is a conversation we've had multiple times throughout our long friendship uh, for those of you that are listening Jason is one of my closest and longest friends I've had he is I call him the MVP he knows this is the nickname uh, when we do projects together he shows up is 110% dedicated just fantastic We've been we've uh, been in high school together. I think next to Nate and Brian, you're like uh, my longest standing friend. <laughs> and um, Same. we have become husbands. We have become fathers. We've seen each other grow. We've seen each other in extremely hard times. We've lost close friends. We've gained incredible friends we've had some insane life experiences and we've just had a lot of time together um, intense collaborative time and relaxing wonderful friendship time we just have a lot of mileage and I coerced him to come on the podcast because we've had so many of these conversations and we're going to go deep into it today uh, I know Jay's a little bit nervous about this which i'm so proud of him <laughs> thank you for allowing me to force you into doing this i think it'll help you <laughs> but um, i'm gonna let you talk obviously <laughs> i just wanted to introduce you um he's just one of my favorite human beings and i mean that sincerely if there's ever a time where i'm hitting a rock bottom or a place where i need some sort of mental clarity or some sound advice, um, which is often, <laughs> Jay knows this, <laughs> I can always call him or text him and he's just been a phenomenal person in my life and I love him so much and I'm so glad that he's here and I'm so glad that he's sharing his journey with you all because I think you're going to find a lot of yourself in this conversation. So, uh, Jay, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, you did. Yeah. I, I appreciate you coercing me to do this. Um, <laughs> you're right that, uh, we've had this conversation many times, um, and over our long friendship and, and I'm appreciative and I feel the same way, um, you know, for, uh, all the support you've given me. And that's kind of what led to this too, is that, you know, you've been such an, uh, inspiration to me throughout my life and my career. And, 
uh, I think part of, you know, the consistent, you know, through line of our conversations is what comes up is that, uh, you know, I'm maybe not heading in the direction that uh, I'd like to head while, while I've been a part of, uh, and thankfully been able to see so much of your success. I'm, I sit here and wonder, I'm like, wow, you know, like Ash is showing me it's, it's possible, you know, in so many ways. And, uh, while I've been fortunate enough to just, you know, work as a creative professional, I, I still, you know, there are times where I feel like, wow, I mean, I think I could be doing, doing so much more. So, uh, Mm -hmm. that, that is why I'm here. That's why, you know, I'm, I feel like there are people out there that, uh, can relate. And I know some people personally that can relate and, you know, uh, I'm looking to you to hopefully give me, uh, some guidance and support and, you know, uh, maybe you can extract something and, and figure out some of the reasons why, um, you know, I, I I'm at this stage. I love it. This is, uh, <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. You know, that my whole core, my love language is to give purpose and to give help. And, uh, it's one of the things that, um, is the foundation of a great, great friendship. And this is, um, you, you know, I find that we've had these conversations in, in many different forms. They, they take different faces, but as we evolve and, and grow through life, um, but you have your, on the cycle of your calling, that's what I call it. It's the calling time. Um, if you, you know, we've talked about this before, but I had the calling and I still have it continually. I'm a little bit lost on certain things now, which is, doing this with you is also helping me of course you know but when you have the calling it's this thing and maybe we should discuss what that feeling is that nagging feeling that sleepless laying in bed at night while everybody's sleeping uh i don't know what it's like for you but we should start to describe it my goal with this conversation is to remove as many abstractions and start to really dig into the reasons why and then try to take all that knowledge and perspective and then turn it into actionable results potentially yeah well for me i've never lacked the the drive or uh creative inspiration i mean i am constantly coming up with ideas and thinking of you know ways to execute them and uh i have been able to you know create work that you know i am proud of but the thing is is that uh, for me, while I stay up and I, I come up with so many different uh, potential projects and, and creative aspirations, I, I don't uh, execute them in, in the same way that I execute, uh, you know, potentially commercial work or work that I consider something that, you know, needs to get done. And um, that's where I, I worry that I don't have that that same uh, need to you know, create these passion projects or these, uh, you know, creative ideas that you might have. And, and that's something that I've admired from you is that, you know, you don't, there's no difference between something that, uh, is, is client work and pays the bills and, and something that you are just driven to do. And, um, I make like a clear distinction and I don't know if that's a crutch or just an excuse, but a lot of times it stops me from making that film or, or making that sketch or that short, whatever it is, um, I don't have trouble 
staying up all night and, and thinking about it and, and getting excited about it and even like doing the research and, and, and writing. Uh, but it, it is like in the execution and the completion part, um, you know, I thought that over time I can just like work my way through it, but working hard never got me to where, you know, I wanted to be, honestly. <laughs> hmm. We've had this talk many times about the lie of hard work, you know, um, I don't even say it's a lie. I think that we live in a different time where hard work doesn't always equate to success. I think working smart is probably the is probably the, the trick is understanding where you put your time and effort um, because you could be a, let's use a car as an analogy. You could be pedal to the metal, but you could just be sitting in mud pedal to the metal. I'm thinking I'm going fast, but you're just digging a deeper hole and you're not going anywhere where somebody on the road is doing pedal to the metal and they're going f- way past you, obviously. And I think that's just a matter of how to, effectively put your energy where it should be. And this is something we're going to dig into, which is understanding what is your freeway? What is your road? Knowing what that feeling is. You know, if you drive on a dirt road without pavement, it's horrible. It's rocky. If you do a job that you're not passionate about with a bad client, so on and so forth, you've enabled this behavior, so on this and that, it's rocky. It doesn't feel right. But if you're with a client that works great, smooth, and there's this great transition, you're smooth with it. So the trick, I think, is understanding. We're going to, there's a bunch, I've been writing down notes, but yeah, we'll go back to the calling. But have you identified when you're working smarter and when you're working harder? Have you identified that? Um, I have. I mean, in retrospect, I like after the fact, a lot of times I do look back and I'm like, wow, like, you know, uh, I could have been using my time better for sure. And, um, and you know, that sometimes it leads to change, you know, but a lot of times, uh, I, I just get in the thick of it and my head is down and I'm not looking up to be like, all right, am I in the right spot? Am I using my time wisely? Because I feel like, I am heading in the right direction per se, but it's, uh, you know, not in the most efficient way, I guess. Um, Yeah. I mean, one thing like kind of to start broadly, but uh, to try and still be like to get us somewhere specific, you know, recently I, you know, I've been doing creative work for, you know, over 10 years or so. And, and I, um, someone was asking to see some of my work and like for a potential project. And I was, you've been I doing was, creative work since I've known you since high school. Yeah. So, yeah. So even yeah. before then, but at least like yeah. getting paid to do it. And, and, um, I, someone was asking for my reel and, and I was like, first of all, I haven't up, I, I looked back and I was like, man, I haven't updated my reel in 10 years. And, and, <laughs> and I'm, I mean, I'm proud that I have, I've gotten work since then, Yeah, but it's also kind of embarrassing that I haven't, but, but the most, you know, and, mm, mm. Um, and it was, it was kind of eye opening. And I also, uh, then I got digging further and I was looking back and I was at my work and, and I was like, man, I, I can't even, I don't even know what I would send this person if they said, Hey, like, what's like your thing? What, what is like your creative piece? Like what's your, uh, a representation of your work? And, you know, there's like, I, I was lucky enough to work on, you know, commercials and, and, you know, big corporate jobs 
and you know all types of motion graphics and video projects but i don't have that that thing i don't have that piece where it's like oh, okay that's my my voice my sensibility i i don't even know what i would send if someone asked for that um i have a reel that shows work that i can do but i haven't you know over time made pieces where i'm like okay that that's me you know and um mm. And I don't know why, because I have so many ideas and I've tried so many times. I don't, I don't have the, I just don't, I haven't completed it or I haven't followed through on it. Um, and all this time has gone by, you know, and it's, uh, and you've been there you know, making <laughs> <have>. stuff. <laughs> Back in the day we were doing C4D nights. Remember that? And Dude, we would, yeah. So before this conversation, uh, I was like, you know what? It's embarrassing, but I'm going to look in the calendar and we'll explain to people what this even means. But I, I looked in the calendar and it was uh, 12 years ago, mm. Friday, this coming Friday. Wow. Yeah. Anniversary so then. so <laughs> you're saying you said C4D night. So we yeah. worked at different advertising agencies right next door. And that's right. Uh, we grayscale gorilla shout out to him. Like he was yeah, coming up Nick and he Campbell. was, yeah, he was like the first to come out with these tutorials and we were working on them. Like, and you know, it was, it's just so crazy to think that I was learning it in the beginning, the same time you were and, yeah, and look at what you've, what you've been making now. And it's <laughs> just, you know, it, it, I'm not saying that was meant for me, but yeah, the fact that like, I couldn't even take it past like the second week of us doing it and I, mm -hmm. and it, and it would apply to my work too. Like I, I do motion mm -hmm. graphics work. Like it would make sense if I learned that. And I could have, you know, you like you're doing, you can make films and apply it to so many different creative things. And I guess that's yeah. another example of me not even giving myself a shot. I, I just, I just stopped, yeah. you know, we, you continued and, and look what you're making. And I, I don't have that thing to show for it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I have to applaud you for, you know, this is something that is kind of a superpower that you have that I'm not sure if you're aware of. And I think maybe you do is you're very self-aware. Um, we've talked about this. this is what we love about Japan and society there and everything. People are seemingly very self-aware of themselves, their placement in society and so on and so forth. That's why we love certain parts of it. But you yourself are very self-aware to take the time to have an introspective conversation with yourself and say, okay, this isn't working or I need to be honest with myself that I've not given myself the chance. You know, the last time we talked about this is that I just, my advice, my thought was that you're not giving yourself the grace and the love to give yourself enough respect to go, I'm going to sacrifice and then become a better version of myself, you know? Um, and we often, we often, you know, like the, 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 there's a million, there's simple advice is there's a million excuses not to do something, but the only the one, one to do it, you know? And, and then that's just about, we're going to get into that further, but I love that you've, done this and taking the time i'm sure 90 percent of you that are listening to this are literally dealing with the same thing myself included at different levels and um this is why we felt it would be in, important to share this conversation publicly because we've had it so many times in different aspects and stuff but the fact that you can acknowledge that the past 10 years 12 years of effort has not yielded the next level of what you want is fantastic that you're seeing it now because you don't want, you want to see it right now. You don't want to see it tomorrow. 
And the fact that you're seeing that now, now it's a matter of getting deeper into understanding why you do what you do. Have you had a conversation with yourself asking yourself, why am I a creative person? Why do I seek being creative? Have you figured that out? Um, I would say that, you know, based on anything that I've made in the past, like the, the drive behind it is to, and we've, you know, this is something you've said too, that you, you having an idea and having that idea go from your head to, uh, you know, something that you create and then it's complete and then it's put out in the world. Um, that really, really gets me excited. I'm looking forward to that moment to where it's complete, you know, and it, it might be hard, you know, being in the thick of it and failing so many times, but I think that's the biggest reason I do it. And I, I, I have, I feel like I have like all these ideas in my head that have accumulated over time and I like time is running out and I, and I've gotten out only like 2% of these ideas. And, um, that is probably why I feel such an urgency, um, at this point in my life is, is that it will only, I will only continue to do what I'm doing. Cause, um, even though sometimes like I'll, I'll read books on habit and I think I'm changing, um, it, you know, another three, four years will pass. And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> I said in 2020 that I'd have this done is 2023, you know, and where yeah. are we? And, um, and it's something's broken here, not broken as a bad word, but something's not working here. Yeah. And, and, it, yeah. and, but to like, you know, to answer your question, the reason I do it is because I want that, uh, I want that feeling of, of completing something. I want that feeling to have like my idea that, or, or, you know, part of my idea, um, that influence, uh, you know, to have that completed project, you know, and that, and that is something that keeps me working and gets me excited. Would it be safe to say that that thing is you want to be seen and you want to be heard? Um, well, physically, but your work, you know, your work is always the second, you know, I would say truly who you are. I would say that's what I'm feeling now. I think that, (laughs) you know, up until this point, I was totally cool and I'm I'm still cool with ushering other people's ideas along the way, you know, like working with art directors and directors, working with you and, and seeing you take something from nothing and create it. I'm like all about being supportive. I think, yeah. um, so it's not you just know, you. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's not just me getting my, my voice out there being seen and heard. I want other people to be seen and heard too. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you like being in the saturated in the the creative act, but For the sure. completion is really the thing that you're after. This is the thing we talked about pride of work. Yeah. Um, Cause I asked you, I said, what, what, cause you, you know, we got into it and I said, you said you want to be proud or something like that. And I asked you to describe what being proud is. And you said to complete something, to take it to completion. And it is true. And this is something that we've talked about as well is that it's easy to, read all these self-help books and your brain thinks that you're, you're you're basically going halfway on it. You're listening to it and that's fantastic. There's nothing against that. The real important thing is what you do with that advice and how you take that, manifest it, 
what you leave behind and what you apply. I think potentially what they're, they're a thing that we could find out that's breaking between this is you might not be honest with yourself of why you're wanting to do it, you know, because if you don't have the true fuel, my true fuel is I must make something. I must be a film director. I must make these things. I lit. That's literally my true fuel. And, and you know it about me. It's the pure. It's like when I'm doing it, it's like, that's it. And you've been with me on these things. It's like, I'm sure you've seen it. So, but that's because the fuel is like directly to my vein from my soul. And like when we're sitting there and we're, you and me and Tyler are filming Chimera, it's just happening in real time. And the energy is is vibrant and it's blowing up and explosive and same with the, you know, everything else too. So what we need to do and figure out, and for those of you that are listening to is like, what is your fuel? Because if you don't know what that is and you don't truly understand it, then it, you'll literally find yourself in the same place. Like, oh shit, I thought I wanted to do this thing, but I was doing it for all the wrong reasons. I was fueling my car. I keep using car as an analogy because, you know, I love cars. So for sure. <laughs> I keep fueling my car with the wrong substance fuel and I eventually run out. Do you know what that fuel is? Can you kind of dive into, I love this because this reason, and this is what motivates me beyond remove the world or add the world, however it works for you. Cause everybody's different. Everybody's fuel is different. Yeah. I, I, so, I mean, this is probably where I get, um, I, I don't get hung up. I feel like on the fuel. So for me, I, uh, I I'm listening to what you're saying as far as like when you're when we were there in Chimera and you're you're filming and you're it's pure there's a pure like genuine passion there and love for the art and that the thing is is that I feel that too doing similar things you know whether it is filming or going out and shooting even like sometimes when I'm I'm interviewing someone for a documentary like I feel like I'm in it I'm like okay this is pure like this is why i'm doing it you know um yeah and even even editing like when you just hit an edit right and you watch it and you're just like oh my gosh this is it this is why i'm on earth you know and <laughs> and i i i have that so um you know that's kind of what worries me is like man okay so i have the fuel and mm-hmm. i and i i'm surrounded by people that that have the fuel and that are are uh executing on all these like we've read this we'll read the same help books same self-help books and but they're executing and and i don't know why i'm not you know and Mm. and the fuel so let's say the fuel's there i have the idea and but it's almost like okay you have an idea for chimera and i have an idea for another thing but for me i don't even give myself like the the chance or maybe i don't like respect that my voice enough or my or my you know vision enough to be like okay well that should be made you know like mm-hmm. i should gather like people yeah i should i should gather people together i should pay or i should um you know it, it's weird because i'll do it for other people's projects and mm-hmm. and i want to kind of go back to like when we were talking about how i'm proud of projects being complete the reason is is because it's it's rare you know like and and sadly like there are some projects that are that are not complete out there that i started you know and that's why when i do get something done or when i see something get done like or be a part of it i'm super proud because i'm like okay Mm -hmm. that's something that like i have to figure out and work hard to do 
Um, yeah. and, but, but for, for, in regard to the fuel, you know, um, I, I think I have it. I have the fuel. Uh, I'm just worried that, you know, I'm, I mean, it, it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier. I'm not using it in the right way. I, I'm not on the right <laughs> road or I'm not, um, yeah, for some reason I'm just staying in place, you know, and not keep going hitting anywhere. dead ends. You keep yeah. going like, oh, I'm sick. I'm on the freeway. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I just pulled off. What am I doing? And then oh, I'm on this dirt road. Like, ah, dead end. You're like, crap. And I'm on yeah. the freeway going, hey, come here. <laughs> come back on here. <laughs> and it's not to say that what you're doing is wrong. I don't mean to imply. It's mainly because we've had this conversation multiple times and we end up at the same crossroads. And so this is when we're going to start to really identify it because we have not put this much public force behind this conversation it's mostly been like i always i you know how i am i don't want to push too hard because then i'm your fuel and that's not fair because then you're like get out of my tank i need my own fuel and um because it's easy to be motivated by somebody else but the most important fuel is from inside it's sure. going to come from you because you're the one that has to sit up until four o'clock when the kids need to be taken to school at seven. You know, yeah. you're the one that has to go through the sleepless nights, weekends, months. You're the one that has to have the hard conversations with people because you are being selfish and you need to do what you need to do. No one else can do that but you. And that's really where the the line separates. Anybody that we've ever studied and discussed that we're, we admire at the highest level they're unfortunately usually extremely egotistical, extremely selfish, and extremely driven. People like you you can't be I'm gonna use a general analogy, you can't be, say, Michael Jordan, because I know that we all understand who he is and his relevance to society. But that guy was selfishly training, and I'm not saying selfish in a bad way. He had to get better, and the only way to get better was by giving himself the world, by taking the world by his control and then things happened and then, you know, life was perfectly destined for him. You know, there's people that work just as hard and just as focused, but they're doing different things that aren't going to necessarily explode the world open. So, you know, um, anyways, the fuel. So you feel that the fuel that you have, let's dive into what the fuel is. The fuel for you is seeing the idea in your mind come forth to the physical realm, the outside realm. That's the fuel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Correct? I would say, is that I would the main say that's fuel? accurate. Yeah. I would say that is, uh, the main fuel. I mean, you know, outside of like life circumstances. Yeah. That's, that's the main fuel for me to do anything creative really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Bring, bringing forth something. Okay. So, if you have that, so then I'm trying to figure out where in the process you get tripped up on. Is it there? Is is it once you have, because this is often happens to me and everybody else too. And you know, this haunts me when I don't finish a project, it kills me. So I have to like dive in and I double down and I hold on to it. And then I use grudges and bad energy and I just get it done. <laughs> you know this about me. I, I have a weird, uh, my fuel is between positive and negative constantly. Um, when you have, this could just come down to focus and dedication to sacrifice. This could be the potential thing as why mm-hmm. as to why we end up in the same place. 
or the fact that, well, I guess this is focused on a level being completely self-aware and completely self-honest one to 10, 10 being the best focus, the, the hyper, the hyper ninja brain, and then one being a toddler mind. Where are you at with your focus? Oh, I'm like a three and a half. I mean, I love it. I'm, and, I'm like a five. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, so you kind of got me thinking, okay, because you know, the, I, I feel like a big part of this and, and I think other people can relate, um, is that I'm not holding myself accountable. Okay. So mm-hmm. it seems yeah. that that's something that you're really good at. Like you hold yourself accountable. It eats at you. So like you're saying, you'll use force to make sure that that thing gets done. When in my eyes, I'm like, um, it's not even that I'm easy on myself. I let excuses dictate mm-hmm. whether or not I complete something, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not proud of it. Like, I'm like, it eats me up, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm not holding myself accountable, you know? And, and that's like, you know, the, the, any time that I've seen success, like it's when I am collaborating with people and, and, you know, the saying, like, it's never, uh, done it's due, you know? And, and if I, these like self-imposed due dates, I'll push them back, you know, and I'm not holding myself accountable. Um, and that's like a, a big problem. And, and I, that's why so much time has gone by with so many unfinished ideas, you know? Mm-hmm. I love, okay, this is good. You said you're a three and a half. I feel like I'm a five, five and a half. It's so hard for me to focus. It doesn't seem like it, but it's really hard sometimes. And I really have to try. Oftentimes I'll sit at my computer for hours, barely awake, watching tutorials, trying to absorb when I saturate. And I'm just like, oh, this is so, I hate it so much. <laughs> but I know that this is where the gold is. Unfortunately, it's just the worst part of it, but you have to do it in order to acquire those things. I use it, uh, like I think about Arnold Schwarzenegger when he's building his body, you know, and you know, this is a person that we've talked about as well. Comparison is the theft of joy. It's not good to compare yourself to others, and I think it's actually very unhealthy, but it's the only barometer that we have when we're just dealing with this nebulous space. But if we talk about Jason, Jason only, you talked about excuses. What you should maybe think about is can you come can you tell me some common excuses that come to you? Cause they gotta be coming. When they come to you, can you tell me like, oh, I say this when this happens, or I say that when this happens? Cause I want to turn these into trigger words where the excuses actually they'll trigger your thought and go, Oh shit, like I am getting in my own way and I need to remove this from myself. I need to hear that as an excuse as not just a reason to stop doing it, but a, but an excuse to remove that and do the counter, basically. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I mean, the most obvious one is like, oh, okay, well, this film idea or whatever it is, it's not a paid project, right? So, you know, yeah. you should be out there like, you know, pitching or networking to try and get more paid work. Right. So, uh, th- this can, even though you really wanted to get this done this week, this month, y- you can push that back because, you know, there's paid work and you got to provide and you need to be making money. So obviously, I mean, this is what I'm telling myself. Obviously that's more important. Um, and you know, it, it's because I, the thing is, is that it's not that I don't get anything done. It's, it's the times that I get something done. It's, 
sadly, like there's a lot of pressure put on me by someone else most of the time <laughs> to where mm -hmm. I, I agreed to something and in the moment I'm like so mad I agreed to it, but mm -hmm. I, I finished a creative project and I deliver and I'm like, man, I'm glad they pushed me to do that. And you've done that, you know, for me mm -hmm. and, and other people have, have hired me for things and, and I'm glad, but I You're don't ever put, I don't That's ever key. put that pressure on myself. You know, it's almost mm -hmm. for my own thing. Maybe I don't value the projects that I come up with um, enough, but that's what I want to change. Like, and I know like there's obvious things where if I just set a due date, then, you know, um, like that, that will be one step closer to like making sure that I have uh, a goal and, and, and somewhere to see a result. But I don't know all the in between is uh, I don't know if I give up in the work in the hard work of it, or if I, uh, you know, give up in the, um, kind of like confidence I have that it should be made, you know, I'm just like, all right, well, okay. Um, it would take this much more to get this done and to see this, this idea or this project through. Uh, so I, I guess like I, I have, you know, other things, other bigger priorities or other things to focus on. So that takes precedent over, uh, this idea I have, this fun, creative project I have. Um, Mm. And it gets, you know, sadly just thrown to the, to the wayside and I, I'm, I don't go back to it, you know, and, and it's, it's a bummer, you know, there are a lot of things and, and, you know, we both read the, uh, the Rick Rubin book and like there, there are other people like taking, seeing these ideas and, and making them, you know, in, in this time where I've been sitting back and, and, uh, seeing other people make stuff. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good common excuse and it's not a bad excuse and it's actually a valid excuse to not do things outside of the form of currency. Um, yeah, you know, maybe because I used to think like this as well and I understand it because especially you being a dad and a husband and also a household provider as well as your wife, like there's a lot of responsibility on your shoulders. So it's not that's actually should be the number one thing is, is providing and taking care of that next to that potentially in your, in your form should be providing for yourself. Cause we've talked about this when you are not providing for yourself and you are sacrificing yourself, then your whole existence kind of suffers the same for me. Like my wife knows it. If I'm not taking care of what I need to take care of, I'm just not a very good version of myself. And it's a common problem. Um, so I wouldn't say that that's an excuse. I think that that is a valid approximation of your priorities. The, the real trick, I think, is is time management, potentially. Managing your time and energy and saying, okay, for this amount of time, and you know this about me, my we're both freelancers, so I'll take on a bunch of projects as much as I can, consolidate them, get them done, get paid. And then I will say, okay, I have a forecasted couple months free because I don't have to think about the expenses. So now I can just really hone in on this one goal, this one project or this two projects. Usually I like to do two or three, as you know, these are three things that you discover and find. You might be a one project person. Some people are just a one project person. You might be a two project person. I suggest being multiple because it gets hard and you need to shift 
if you have a low attention span like me, you need to shift from one to the other and you can quickly bounce and toggle around. But anyways, so I would say in my mind, that's not an excuse. That's a, that's just a shift in priority. Making money is key. Now the trick is, and that's a whole nother conversation we could probably discuss on a, in another episode we would do together, but is, is money and, and acquiring money and using it as I think of money as, as, as energy conservation and money as being this device to give me my time back. That's really all I look at it as <laughs> sure. that and buying like cool toys and stuff, you know, but that's <laughs> the typical, the typical use of it, but it's just energy. It's just how much energy can you buy, take and store and then save and then harness. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so the thing you also mentioned is you need like an internal pressure cooker. Like you didn't say this, but you need it for yourself because you're willing to let, uh, strangers and clients dictate that pressure system on yourself, but not, not yourself. So let's dig into that. Why, what is it like? What's the difference there? Like, is it because the money is the, is the connecting piece or I don't think it's the money. I think it's because, um, someone else is depending on me getting that complete, you know? And (laughs) yeah, if I'm the only person depending on, and if no one's depending on, like I have an idea for a video that I want to put out, no one's asking for it. You know, no one, yeah. even knows that I have this idea or this like passion to make something. And so right. there, there's maybe the pressures off in my head, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't myself have that expectation that, you know, Oh, that needs to exist and needs to be complete or people are expecting it. Uh, so then I'm like, Oh, okay, well then the world will never know, you know, <laughs> that, um, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't make it, you know? And, um, mm-hmm. that's, that's like a hard thing to, you know, constantly struggle with and realize that, you know, that, that I'm willing to just, you know, stop before I even start sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, um, you know, at least for my own projects, you know, and, and that's, that's, it's a, it's a bummer to realize that. Uh, but, you know, part of this process hopefully is that, you know, I will, be doing the work to hold myself accountable and also just, um, Mm. you know, like this is a timestamp and, you know, weeks and months from now, like, where am I at? You know? And, and (laughs) it won't be that like normal late night conversation we have to where it's like five years from now we have it again. You're like, Oh, here we are Mm. again. You know, (laughs) like, no, I mean that, that's the thing. And we're, we're, Mm. we're getting older and we're getting, I'm, we're getting further along in our careers and it's, it's, uh, it's a necessity. I know that like I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm so over, you know, not making these, you know, what I meant to make, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel it. I feel it in you. Um, yeah, I feel it. I feel the, the energy. I feel the, the pressure within you mentioned accountability. We've discussed that as well. You know, one thing I do, and this might help you is that, I think about the audience and this is a, this is a double edged sword. As you know, is when I make something, I think about the audience that's going to experience it. And I go, this is going to be fucking epic. This is going to be so great. I can totally see people freaking out on this, this part right here. Oh, you know, and, and I think about when I think about my audience, they don't exist, but 
that yet, of course, right? Because they have not seen and experienced it. I'm thinking about the most joyous, childlike version of myself experiencing it and being pumped on it. It's probably like a comedian, and oh, you love comedy, like a comedian coming up with a punchline, go, oh, this is going to kill. The worst part about that whole thing is you need to, upon delivery, you have to turn that audience off because the audience in you is your inner child, right? It's the audience that's giving you the joy to make. But what in reality is the world is not going to turn, not going to be your ideal inner audience. They're going to be critical, cynical, harsh, all of the things you didn't really think about. You don't ever want that in your internal when you're building things because it can literally crush you because we're at this point and all artists are, if they're really truly creating something, when you make something and you sit down, it feels like you feel so raw. You feel like you should feel somewhat worthless and, and, and useless and that you shouldn't do doing these things. I know people will con say, Oh, you shouldn't think like that, but it's literally the truth. You know, it's like you should feel raw because you should think, I don't know if this is worthy. That's when you need to work past it and go, it is worthy. I can do this. And some, some ideas are not meant to have any value. Um, and, and some of them are exercises and some are really touchstones of society. Very rarely are we going to ever come up with those regularly. And it's shown through the, the history of idea creation that most people have one of them. <laughs> I mean, rarely does one person have an incredible idea that just lasts I was watching the documentary on Einstein last night. People were saying he's an alien. That was kind of interesting. But anyway, it's like <laughs> that's a person who had multiple ideas, but some of them stuck and changed the zeitgeist of the human mind and how we perceive things like time and relativity of space, travel, and all this kind of stuff. But anyways, I think the real trick is having an internal audience. Because I know you, I've seen it in you. We'll talk about something. We'll make a joke like, oh, dude, that's so funny. And you have to be sitting there and going, I'm on a stage and I just told the joke and it killed. It's hilarious, you know? And, um, when you make your work, you have to go like, Oh, this is going to, this is sick. Like my internal audience is just super pumped on this. This is so cool. I know you know this about me when I make something like, Oh yeah, this is going to happen. And then that, yeah. You know, <laughs> and then, um, the world reacts differently and that created until I learned how to turn that off upon delivery. It was really difficult for me, as you know. It's like I got really sensitive, and it was really tough when the world didn't receive the work the way that was intended. But that's not their job, and that's not fair of me to require and request that of strangers. That's Once it's delivered, it's literally theirs, and it doesn't belong to me anymore. I, I just have my own version of that. But that's a whole that, other discussion. That's something to think about, though. Honestly, I, I guess I, I've seen you do that, but I've never really kind of pointed it out or, or tried to apply it to, to my life as far as, you know, having that internal audience and, and, uh, you know, wanting to make something for that internal audience, like, because I guess I, I, yeah. So that's something that I've never, I've never tried. And I think maybe that that's something that can make a difference as far as just being like, okay, well, I'm going to make this, I'm going to make this for, uh, I'm gonna make it for myself, and I'm gonna make it for maybe the people that have my same sensibility, or the people that like what I like, that have the same taste. Like I'm gonna make it. I have to make it for them, you know, or I have to make it for myself. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, we talked a lot, and I love that, and that should be a motivator that you should chew on and think about and meditate and put some energy towards. I would suggest 
think about because you know we've talked about this too is like we relate things a lot like oh this person's doing this and that but they only they're only relevant to us because they're themselves you know what i mean you're never yeah. going to be relevant to anybody if you're trying to copy somebody else you'll never be you'll just literally be a carbon copy no matter how close you get how good you are you're just going to be a copy and why waste your time being a copy why don't you just be yourself it's really it's 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 a hard line you know when you have let's say let's take film and you have all these people praising David Fincher which is for all the right reasons because he's fantastic and phenomenal and his whole team and his squad it's not just him it's his squad and everybody that's involved with him and he's got the a a plus plus team and if it's not him it's some other director i'm just using him as an example there can be any you can do a Warren Buffett or you can do like some sort of Olympic athlete or something. It's all the same. But the moment you try to become that person is like really where you rob yourself of this. And this is something I want, I want to talk about this is like it's difficult when you're in your stage le- leaning into it to go, oh, okay, I think the world doesn't know me, but I I deserve to have the moments of their time, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and when you do that, you're like, oh, well, Fincher gets a moment of their time. How did he do it? And then you go, uh, yeah, I'm going to copy this, but that is the wrong approach. So when you're going into this, you should just think about what makes me laugh? What makes me happy? What gives me value? Because it's so easy. I think it's a motor neuron thing or whatever we do psychologically. We look at the world and mirror it because we know that if A plus B equals C, then, you know, I don't know, that doesn't, that math doesn't work. <laughs> I don't think you could add letters. Well, maybe complicated math, you can, but <laughs> I'm an artist, so don't judge me. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, if you, um, because let's get into the, the topic of you wanting to create a YouTube channel. This is one of the mm-hmm. projects. And when you had approached me about wanting to do it, we've had this talk many times, and this is something that, yeah. I've discussed it that I wanted to do as well at some point, but as you know, I've realized and I'm cautious of my time knowing that it would just be so much time and investment to do it the way that I need it to be done. And that's a problem that I have, you know, it's like, Oh, if it's not going to be done close to perfect then I'm not going to do it, this is a big problem. This is Mm. like, um, but everybody has a different fuel. I just want to, I want to, I want to fuel my F1 car with the best fuel. And then I want it to be exceptionally fast, but this is a big problem. Obviously you need to have a slower car and then work up to it. Um, why were you thinking about doing a YouTube channel? Um, I, th- I think you, I think you already, you did touch on it, uh, in that, you know, when, when you were mentioning like Fincher or people that have, are able to capture other people's attention, right. And by using their voice and their, and their, uh, unique perspective, over time, like, and I've always thought this, that like, oh, okay, well, I have something to give. I have ideas. I think I have a, you know, a funny sensibility or way of looking at things. Like, I should make something. And then I, I write down these ideas. I write down scripts and outlines. And um, and over time, like, I have this backlog of, of drafts of potential videos, YouTube videos, and, and particularly... I think why I, I always wanted to do YouTube is because um, I just have, you know, you know, this is obvious, but we have more control over it other than if we're trying to go make some feature film or some sketch or something that, you know, would reach the masses. If 
you you know there's barriers to entry and then this doesn't have a barrier to entry and but it does have to do with the fact that you know i you know i've always kind of felt that like okay I, these ideas that i have are worth putting out there um but it that's where it stops cuz then i'm like okay um maybe i just it it's like insecurity thing like a vulnerability thing i don't want people to you know really know who i am or something like that uh mm-hmm. but we're living in a time where you know ordinary people and that's what i consider myself like could still have uh an impact or at least have a uh a small community around them you know and um you know that that's why i think it's more it's a format for my ideas that i have you know and mm-hmm. it could it can come in so many different forms and and um and it's nothing like you know the work that i've done that's so it's kind of like okay this is something different this is something that hopefully is more me you know than any of my portfolio work um but yeah i guess like it i don't think it's like arrogance or ego i just think like okay there's ideas i have that i want to get out there it this is just a format for it yeah i wouldn't say that's arrogant or ego i mean some ego but not, not bad ego. When I see, I think ego is a certain amount of ego is healthy, um, with it, as long as it's in its own check system. But yeah, I think it's just a matter of, it's cool. It, it, it's also a place for you to, to quantify and look at your efforts and go like, well, I'm this person, but this is truly who I am spiritually. And, and, and it lives here. So it's like a place for your, your art to live it's like a website or a way to kind of present yourself in a digital sort of uh, form this is one of the hard questions i asked you when you're talking about it. i said if if nobody watches it nobody likes nobody subscribes nobody does all these metrics would you still do it and what would it be um yeah yeah so you know when when i think about that i I want the work, like I want, I want the peace that comes at the end of it, you know? And even if I had a personal Dropbox folder of all these, like, you know, short films or whatever it is, these videos I did throughout the year, that would kind of like, that goes back to what I brought up in the beginning. If, if someone asked me like, Hey, like what's, what's your, you know, show me some of the work that you've done that you're proud of. And that's like, you know, that that's your style then I would have that, you know, whether or not I, I shared it or posted it, I at least have this like, you know, collection of art that's like, okay, this is me. I made it here. Here it is. This is where, um, you know, my voice comes out, you know, and, and so I, you know, I, I do want people to hear and, and see the work, but for me, that's not the drive really. I mean, outside of like, you know, showing my, my, my family and close friends, like that was, that would be what I would be most excited about, you know, showing that I made something and showing that I made, uh, that I completed this idea that I had, you know, um, that would be the main drive behind it. What holds you back from completing a task you think most of them, like besides excuses? Um, have you identified what it is? Is it an yeah, abundance would, of ideas? Is it lack of choice? Is it a lack of commitment? Uh, so I do feel like, you know, a lot of times 
what I'll do when I have an idea, big or not, like the, it'll seem insurmountable in the beginning. And mm-hmm. the only time I've, com- times that I complete anything, I have to like really, really work through that beginning stage of it where it's like, f- like at least going through and filming that first section. And I'm like, okay, I've shown myself that this part, you know, it's doable and, and it looks as good as or close to as I had hoped. And I guess in, uh, the, you know, back of my mind, I'm like, I'm showing myself that it can be done, but you know, outside of there, like I'll, you know, I'll stop myself. Like I, and you know, I'm comfortable talking about even like an actual idea. You know, I brought up to you that I've wanted to make like my own like Black Mirror episode, right? Not even a full episode, but just like a little intro because I love that show or the sensibility and I have an idea for it. So I'm like, okay, there, I know exactly what it looks like. I know exactly what, uh, like parts it would take to, to make it. And I, I've outlined it. I even know like a lo- location it would take. And, um, but I'm not even giving myself a chance to, uh, reach out to people and, and take the first steps. I've been sitting on that idea and many ideas like it for years and years. And yeah. it's only become more and more doable, you know, possible to yeah. make. It's only gotten easier to make and I've only gotten further from making it. Um, so that's like a, an actual example. And, and um, so for specifically for that, what has stopped me is, um, you know, I guess the, the, end product seems so far away that I'm not taking those first steps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The first steps are the, some of the hardest ones because it does take a long time. You have to be willing to understand that it might take you two years to complete (laughs) and it makes no sense. I mean, you saw, you saw the process with Chimera. It was just a, it was a slog basically. It's just like constant. Who would have thought 15 minute film takes two years to make, but it's just, and it doesn't always have to be that way. You could do it quickly. You can make smaller projects and you could design things so that they work in your favor. And, you know, one thing we talked about is we both love food and, um, we love photography and capturing it. And there's so much great food where we live and like doing a fun, like food vlog thing that would be showcasing some of our favorite foods and how they're made. And we watch a lot of YouTube channels and people that go off and do these kind of things and they bring a lot of fun entertainment and resources. And it's something that's completely in our wheelhouse. You know, oftentimes you watch it and go like, oh man, I could have made that. But then, um, but you didn't, you know, because you let, you made all these other excuses as to what your priorities are. Um, I'm writing down notes. One of the things that we're going to dive into. And so if you're saying one of the key things is that you just aren't willing to, you know that the first step is some of the hardest steps and, but maybe you don't know what step is the first one. Is that what it is too? You don't know like, okay, well I've already written the thing and you know, how do you take an an idea from a script and a concept to the next level? You know? Um, Yeah. Potentially it could just be like finding your actors, having conversations with them, talking to your DOP, which I told you I'd shoot it. Um, you know, the locations, working out those details. I mean, you're going to hear 10 no's for every, you know, one yes, but you're searching for the yes. Yeah, I, I do feel failure. like it's, it's yeah, it's not just 
you know, th- th- that I'm sure that has something to do with it. Not taking the first mm-hmm. steps because I don't know exactly what the first steps are. That's yeah. because all of this is so abstract. There's no one way to do any of this. And yeah, that's what sadly becomes paralyzing sometimes, especially in the beginning. Once I get through it in the times that I have and we're in the thick of it and I'm filming and making, I'm like, okay, now I'm in the sweet spot and now I can see this getting completed. You know, it's still not always like inevitable, but at least like I'm, I'm working towards that. Um, and yeah, I do feel like being lost those first couple of steps and, and, you know, it's almost like I, I would be better off just like taking the first steps, even if they are wrong, you know, it's just like mm-hmm. at yeah. least, at least doing that, you know, and it applies to all types of projects. It's not even just like a short film type of thing, you know, it's even easier stuff. And I know you brought up like the, the food thing, like making a, just like one video that's like a food show. Like it's, t- it's something we can totally do. Like, yeah. I mean, take a couple of days, take like at a least weekend. To film. Yeah. Take yeah. a weekend of film and then like we're, we're off. Like we have something, you know, and, it is weird. I don't know like why I'm not giving myself the the room to to do that, to make those things. Putting it on the calendar, we live by the calendar and why is it not just on the calendar and and it's a priority? Like, you know, we have the support, thankfully from our our families are supportive of these things and um yeah. Yeah, that that is something that needs to change and and will change and you know, I'm hoping with accountability and, and I'm hoping with um you know, just, just finding ways to navigate those first couple steps and, um, that I'll be working towards like actually getting these things done. And that's where YouTube kind of comes in. If there's an expectation that you're going to make something every two weeks, every month, um, maybe that is part of my solve and accountability. Maybe I need a community around me. Like you're always super supportive. Um, but I don't want to rely on that. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you that's were saying, the fuel that we talked about. Yeah. 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 You want your fuel to come from internally and be really strong and because you can avoid burnout if your fuel is pure, you can go like, okay, like I wasn't ever using that as a fuel. Cause a lot of times and social media and these kind of things, um, have been incredible at exposing this about us. But a lot of people like myself included and most people, we, we desperately seek the love and attention of strangers because we didn't have it for whatever. We have a deficit. I don't think you have that necessarily. Um, I think you are pretty sovereign to your own self, but we, we all have it in some regards. We want to, we want to have some sort of appreciation for it from those around us, some more than others. And when you have it really bad, it's just, it becomes a crutch and it's really unfortunate. But anyways, um, yeah, I think that's, that's really the trick. I I would say if I could give any thoughts to advice of it, as, as I would say that, it might be best in your mind to kind of take stock of, of all your ideas and all of the things that you have and maybe just exercise one of them that is obtainable and give yourself a realistic but tight timeline like a client job would have. So mm-hmm. if, let's say if it's like, let's just use the abstracted idea of picking your favorite restaurant and making a little special about why you love it and making it your style. And going, okay, I'm going to give myself two weeks for a full completion. Let's see if I can do it. You sit there and you write an outline as to like, these are all the things I love about it. Well, obviously, the, probably the first thing is you need to call them or go there and talk to them and say, hey, I would like to make a, a film yeah, on yeah, you. Yeah, for can sure. You, 
get approvals and okay, yeah, and talk to the right person, make sure you're this okay. And, okay, I'm gonna schedule this time to come back at this time when your guys are closed. So I can do this and that, blah blah. You work out those logistics, and then you have an outline. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, yeah. And then and then you find the flow and um and then you go and capture the footage and put it together. You react differently because what you get isn't what you intended. And then you put it together and you're like, okay, two week project. And those become push-ups, you know, when you're first starting, I think it's really key, which is so hard to do is you get precious. You want everything to be perfect because you look at everybody and everybody's killing it. You're like shit, yeah. I need to be killing it. But that's un- is unrealistic. You don't get in a car and then, and then it's instantly a hundred miles an hour unless you're in a Tesla. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you, it takes time to get up to speed. Yeah. So picking, and this is, I'm telling myself the same thing cause I'm like learning unreal engine and I'm like saturating my brain with all these things. And I realize like, don't make it precious. Just make a bunch of crap and fail and fail in the regards of it's not going to be, you know, apocalypse. Now the restaurant review, <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's going to be, you know, just your thing and you're going to get better at it with time as you know, but yeah. holding yourself accountable having an idea that's obtainable and then literally going out to do it. I would say also is it might help you or it might hinder you for me to go there and hold you accountable and be like, okay, on this date, we're going to go do this thing. I'm going to be there. I'm going to film this part. That way you're like, oh shit, I mean, Ash is going to be here. I can't, we we got to get this done. And also I need to finish it and just make something out of it. You know, this is kind of the goal of this conversation too. I'm going to hold you accountable to something. At the end, so. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> I know. And, yeah, the pressure. and look, I'm, I'm totally comfortable with realizing the fact that at least in the very beginning, I need that, you know, I need yeah. external factors to hold me accountable. And then the hope and my hope and, and what I strive to happen is that, okay, like, you're holding me accountable. Other people are holding me accountable to complete these things. And I get in this, you know, mode where I'm like, okay, this is now I have the the flow of it all. Or now I at least like believe in myself enough to where like, okay, I made these like two, three pieces. Like what's stopping me from making this next idea? And yeah, um, yeah the accountability thing, because, uh, you know, it's hard to think of a way to immediately solve it internally. I feel like that's gradual too, right? Like that mm-hmm. I can't, it's just not a switch. Otherwise I would have flipped the switch so long ago, you know, um, yeah. and made some of these things that I, I've been wanting to make. And, uh, yeah, I, I, if you hold me accountable, like, yeah, man, I'd appreciate it if anything. So, um, yeah, I, I think, I do think it's necessary, honestly. Mm. The most important thing, though, is to ask yourself, what is the fuel? Why? And being really honest with yourself, because you got eventually you have to remove me from that equation of fuel. And I'm not going to be there to hold you accountable. Nobody else is but you. And why do you seek the desire to finish things is really the key. And sometimes it becomes very nebulous because it yeah. becomes levels. And you're like, oh, shit. It used to be that I wanted to make something for other people. But then you get past that. As an artist, you eventually evolve past that and you go, well, I don't really, I just want to make it for this reason or to express myself or whatever it might be. Everybody's different, um, but oftentimes you evolve past those things. But the trick now, I think, is really understanding intrinsically your your complete fuel. Everybody, every true artist has a true fuel, whether they understand it or not. 
um, but they have something within themselves that's a calling and it's the fuel that fuels that calling, which is really the key thing. So understanding that. Yeah. And I think that, you know, although you, you say you don't have like a good attention span or whatever, like I think that you are able to get laser focus when you need to. And, and also I think you do have a, a focus overall, like the car stuff you do still feels like you, you know, as similar to the film and similar to other, the, the CGI work you do, it, it feels like you, like I've always considered myself a master of none, you know, where it's like, I'm, I'm, I have interest in so many different things. I'm pretty good at a lot of other, a lot of different things, but I'm not really good at one of them. And I'm okay with that. You know, like, I guess not necessarily that I, I don't strive for greatness. It's more like, so for example, like the two examples of videos that, that we gave, like I more want to make them part of the fuel is to see that I can complete this project. And also at the end and be like, okay, well, is this something I, that's me like that I want to do more of, you know? And I'm like, oh wow, I was really like, you know, feeling like myself when I was in that when I was making X or making directing this or editing that, or, you know, interviewing or, or making this type of video, like, oh wow, this is really me. And I haven't even, you know, given my ch- myself a chance to know whether or not that is um, something that I want to continue doing or something that really is the best use of my skill set or my purpose, you know. Um, and that's part of the fuel too is, is like I want to make this, make one of these or make this to know like, okay, this this is something you, you love, you know. So give your chance, give yourself a chance to make more of it. This is it. Yeah. Cause, um, the, like you talked about, it's like the laser focus to impose your will of taste, you know, is really key. And, um, and, and, um, this is the only reason that you should make something is to express yourself. I think I could be wrong, but when you do something outside the, the means of money and that whole system, and you do it purely for pleasure and exploration and, and intention, it should solely just be because you are wanting to express yourself truly. Yeah. And when sure. you tru- when you truly do that, I mean, we know this because when you truly do that, you feel it. You as a yeah. viewer feel, oh, wow, this is different from that. Why is that? Ah, oh, this person's just authentic. And you see it nowadays, like people can be authentic with zero worth. Literally yeah. zero worth. They're just not even contributing anything to the world. Yeah. I sound like some old guy, but like I'm being tr- <laughs> true. There's so many people out there that are just like they're not giving much to humanity. Um, they're not getting people to think. And they are being authentic and they are um, being their authentic selves. Um, and their authentic self is just garbage, (laughs) (laughs) but there's not, obviously I'm being cynical. There's obviously way more great people that are doing incredible things. What I'm saying is that it doesn't matter because they're just, you just got to be authentic. And, and, and this is true. This is something that, uh, I applaud Tyler for helping me when we were building Chimera. He was, so fundamental to championing that in me, which is saying, is this something that you want to do? Is this something that you, I'm talking about filmmaking when we make Chimera and this is like, he was 
an incredible supporter of that, as you know, and an incredible collaborator. And you need that, you know, it's so hard. And for you to just go out the gate and be like, I'm going to make a black mirror episode. I mean, that's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. It's, it's a lot for anybody. It's a lot for even people making black mirror. There's like, damn, you know, <laughs> yeah. we got to, we go out keep swinging and hitting the, hitting the home runs and stuff. But, but something smaller, not in a bad way, but like yeah, really yeah. condensed and just, fantastic and it just captures the essence of it and you know how it is when you edit like it takes you a hundred things to edit until you go oh yeah this is my flow i mean i start to see it now i'm like oh sick yeah this is how i cut this is how i work this is the flow of it and but then you learn it by yourself your 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 taste and style comes from all all the failures you've overcome you know Mm -hmm. that's how i look at it but you can't know your taste and style unless you fail yeah. And then it's like a chicken and egg problem, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but yeah, you should, and, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, well to that point, I, I feel like, uh, you know, I'm sure failure, failure has been a part of the reason why I haven't made, you know, some of the art that I, I want to is because, you know, I've, you know, seen maybe like I, I maybe I've gotten close and I'd be like, Oh wow, this isn't like what, I want it to look like I, so shoot, like maybe I shouldn't finish this. Maybe I shouldn't go down this path. You know, I'm maybe what I see in my head isn't actually what I can make for a specific type of thing, you know? And I'm, and so I'm scared of that failure, but the truth is, is that like so many of the people that have made, they make terrible things at first, you know? And, and I don't even like, I, and you were talking about this, like wanting it to be perfect, you know, when you make it the first time, uh, and it's not even like per- perfection for me, I guess a lot of times it's just, um, yeah, I mean, maybe it's, it's just that it's not at the level or it's not like, you know, close to what I saw in my head kind of thing. But I, I, I mean, it's done me no good, you know, up to this point, like stopping myself from putting stuff out, you know, <laughs> It's yeah. almost, it's, it would almost be better to have like a bunch of bad work and then one really good piece you like than literally no work, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, totally. And I appreciate that you're honest about that. Failure is one of the biggest things that holds anybody back. It holds me back from doing things. And yeah, I was thinking like when you watch a movie and at the end you see the credits, people often credit if a movie does well or bad, they credit the director for taking on all of those roles. When in reality, it's not really fair. Um, the reason why all those people are there is because th- that director needs the support to do so. But you and I, and most people listening to this, aren't in the position to be able to hire hundreds of professionals at high levels to accomplish these things. So you have to be realistic. This is something I had many talks with Anthony Anthony Scott Burns with, yeah. which is, you know, we want to represent ourselves as Fincher people level, but it's like. <laughs> You know, we made Chimera. It was just the three of us out there in the desert. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, the fact that it came out to the level it did was like, okay, cool. Like that's an accomplishment. But it's also can get in the way when you're trying to make things too. It's like, okay, you have to be realistic about the skills and the tools that you have. And it's really good that you go off and make something. And go shit. This is what. And this isn't not what I had in my mind. Um, that is a common. That's literally a common thing that plagues us all, really, because it's just like. Uh, okay, in my mind it's this, and then here it is this, and uh, you. But then the 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 hole here is you have to go. 
okay, do I fill this blank void of sorrow with, with not doing it? But that's one, that's one reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just not going to do it because it hurts and it sucks. Or number two, am I going to spend all of my time and energy filling that vacuum to be good at it? That's another mm-hmm. thing. So that, but that just, that takes patience, time focused, time, you know, all of these things or, or do I get better at communicating and acquire people that are better than me that I can direct? There's, these are the, the different constructs basically. And I'm literally just talking about like collaborative, creative filmmaking stuff. You know, that's just, there's multiple avenues, but most people that are massively successful never ever can just do it themselves yeah they're always a mess <laughs> but they I also don't quit though you know that's the thing yeah, is i think yeah. that's the difference like when the Their example you very brought up rich. Yeah. yeah like right in the beginning where you can you know when you see that void you're like oh okay well i guess this is not meant to be made you know the difference is that even yourself as an example, you go out and make it, you know, regardless, yeah. and you find a way, whether it's hiring someone or, or learning the skills yourself. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, I mean, yeah, that's just something that I haven't given myself a chance to do, you know, and that's yeah the reoccurring theme of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like, and I know for a fact, most people are listening to this are literally dealing with one aspect of these issues. And it's coming at you like a Swiss army knife attacking you like left and right. And it's yourself. You're the one getting in the way. But the great, the wonderful thing is you're able to like step outside yourself and analyze yourself and actually have an opinion of growth, which is, dude, it's, it's massive because if you are, if you are, most people can't do that. But if you can do that, the first step of a problem is identifying it, personifying it. And then obliterating it. (laughs) So, and that, and the only way to do that, and we're going to talk about time management here too, but accountability is really tricky. And the reason why I'm just trying to figure out why it's been hard for you to have accountability to others. I mean, it's been easy for you to have accountability to others, but not yourself. Last time we talked, I said, I think it's because you don't give yourself enough respect. Don't give yourself enough. Like I deserve to take this time for me to get this done. Um, and that's, um, do you think that's a valid assessment? Yeah, I, I think so. I think, um, you know, I've always prided myself on making like some form of sacrifice, you know, it's, mm-hmm. and it's not even like a selfless thing. It's more like, that's what I feel like my purpose is. Like if I'm comfortable in, sacrificing myself and and comfortable in giving something up in order for family or or whatever it is to be in a better place um then like i i i don't hesitate you know and and uh maybe i'll respect other people's you know wishes and and projects or just like uh you know respect other people's um like what they're trying to do in life, like over what I'm trying to do. And, and it's, um, and I mean, I mean, there are, I know there are good things about that. I'm not going to act like it's like a terrible feat, like, a you know, a terrible thing to do, but, uh, it is something that has 
uh, stopped me from, you know, doing stuff for myself. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't know. I mean, that it's kind of like, I'll be honest, it's something that has been ingrained in me and like is a part of me. And, um, but, but I feel like if I like somehow treat myself and that internal audience, like as, as the client or as that friend or family that needs that thing, like it just needs to be done or needs to be made. I'm willing to make the sacrifice for them to get it done or to get it done for them. Like somehow I, I need to figure out how to make the sacrifice, like to get it done for myself, you know? Um, mm. I don't know exactly what those steps are, but uh, I'm, you know, I, I've gone too long and, um, and have seen it like too many times to let it go on any longer. You know, that's, why we're having this conversation. Yeah. Fantastic. And it's, like I said, it's very important to be self-aware at this, this point, because yeah, if you're not, then you're it, then it's, if you can't identify it yourself, then there's no hope. You know, the first step is to identify your flaws and then to, to build upon them. It's a tough conversation because you're just like, another thing I must add here is that I think that we expect so much of ourselves you know, raising kids is itself is a full-time task job and some one of the most important jobs you can have as a human being to create good human beings. And that's literally should consume your whole life, you know. Um, <laughs> it does. And then second <laughs> to that is a marriage. It's somewhat yeah. unnatural to spend so much time with somebody. You know, I think about that. It's somewhat unnatural simply because um, it's kind of a weird thing, you know, that we yeah. do. But it's that's also really beautiful. It's a fantastic thing that we do, and mm-hmm. and I think we're both very blessed because we have fantastic, strong, smart, wonderful women in our life that are our counterpart, and we're very lucky to have that. Um, but it's that's yeah. a, that itself is also a full time task, you know. Yep. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, and and I'm sure, you know, everyone else like you know, has some form of this, you know, like an outside factors that the, the thing is, is that, you know, we've both seen and, and I've seen in you and your family, like you're still able to accomplish so much, you know? And Mm. the last thing I want is to look back and, and I would never like resent my family or, you know, my wife or my kids, but you know, I, I would hate to look back and think like, Oh wow. I, I, was giving so much to them that I forgot about like the things I wanted to do, you know, and anytime, yeah. and this is, you know, I, I've experienced this, like when I'm doing well and I guess this is obvious, but when I'm doing well, like I'm better for them, you know, when I'm like yeah, accomplishing what I want to accomplish and, and I'm in it, um, then I'm more present if anything, cause I'm, and I'm happier. I'm not thinking about this other nagging thing in my head. Um, so, you know, I, I think that it will benefit, um, it'll be hard, but it, you know, having their support, like everyone will benefit from, you know, me being able to like give myself an opportunity to make these, these things that I, I've been wanting to express for so many years. Yeah. Yeah. The trick and the reason why I bring up these multiple parts of your life because you are excellent at them. You, um, you're one of the few friends I know 
that is just fantastic dad. You're, and it's because oh, you thanks, love man. it. Like I can tell that that's a rare thing. You know, um, I have to work at being a good dad. It's tough. Um, I didn't really have one had a weird childhood. So it's like, but that's not an excuse. It's just, it's not, it seems like it, I don't know if this is an insult, but it seems like it comes natural to you. No, that's uh, not an insult at all. I think I've always thought that before I had kids, I'd be like, mm. I think that I, it goes back to the whole self-sacrificing thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. I would be perfect in that situation because I'm like, I'm good. Like if I need to stay up all night, if I need to put someone yeah, else yeah. first, like, I don't know. It's kind of like, yeah. And it, it's definitely work and I make a lot of mistakes, but it does come more naturally to me. Um, mm. and, but that it's funny cause that makes it even less of an excuse too. Right. Like to, mm. I'm like, okay, well I, I have the tools to, you know, strive to be a good dad. So, um, I'm actually not like having to work extra hard to like have want to be around them. You know, it's like, okay, well mm. I have that and I, and I, I spend quality time with them when I'm with them. So when I'm away from them, like let's, let's focus, like let's make something, you know, let's, let's, um, because yeah, they, they, yeah, they're obviously part of the fuel. I think everybody's, you know, support system is part of their fuel. And, um, and yeah, I, I don't like, I, it was funny. I heard, I, I don't know where I heard it, but I saw like Jim Carrey talking about, it, it might've been his like commencement speech or whatever, but he talked about how his dad was like so funny and his dad mm. could have been a comedian. He could have been what Jim Carrey was, but he didn't, uh, he didn't take that leap and he didn't, you know, give himself a chance. And, um, and it's, and it was, it's a sad thing. And it's, a, it, it's, you know, amazing to see that your son or your kid do that, but it's, um, like, you know, I'm sure it was hard and it sounded like it was hard the way he was describing it to see your father, like not, uh, accomplish something that they could. And, and like, to me, that's another thing too, is that like, you know, I want to show them that like, look, I had these ideas. I took me a long time to focus on them and to get them made, but there's still like a lot of life left to live. And, you know, I think there are a lot of people out there that have so many ideas and, and aren't holding themselves accountable and are, uh, you know, have some level of like, you know, what I'm going through and, and, you know, it, that's the thing. The, the accountability is really important because the time will go by, you know, and we're old, you know, <laughs> you're older, you're older, don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, it, it's to think that for, uh, one thing, like I think about sometimes too, is that I, I feel like I've put in the 10,000 hours, like in, in, in at least video editing, you know, and, and, and that form of art, like I've put in the 10,000 hours. doesn't mean like I'm a pro or anything, but I feel like, okay, in that time, you know, I have the reps to have created something for myself, you know, and mm-hmm. I have made short films and stuff, but it's just not my voice. It's not me. Like it, it was yeah. never my really aesthetic and, and doesn't mean it's bad, but, um, you know, at this age and at this point in my life, like the, I think that, uh, this is a turning point, hopefully. Mm. Yeah, it is. Um, there's a lot of abstractions still, so we'll have to dig into like how to remove those abstractions and, 
what you should do after this call is sit down and meditate on all of the projects and, and which one can you do if you were forced to do it in like a two week span, what would it be and how would you accomplish it? And then you, what you would do is you need to just set out actionable courses of things. So like, um, you have to basically remove all abstractions. So go, okay, again, I'm just going to use the restaurant idea because this is something that we've talked about and it's already discussed as relevance to this conversation. It's like but, a food show, you know, like yeah. David Chang's like, um, what's that show? We love ugly, delicious. Like that. Uh-huh. I love that yeah. show so much. And I'm like, so good. I can, I know that like, I have a sensibility to make something along that tone, you know? And, but yeah, anyways, that, that's kind of like something that has always, we've talked about for the longest time. So yeah. Yeah. Sorry to, and you already to have all the mileage you. to do that too. You understand how to, you know, get the sound and all this kind of stuff and record and film and then put together the edit. But what you could do is, list out all of the things that are abstract in this pursuit. So it's like, what restaurant do I go to? Who do I talk to? When do I set up the shoot day? What supplies do I need? Who needs to be there? How, you know, how do I accomplish these things? Remember when we did the jujitsu video? Oh yeah. The gentle art. It was like, I removed all fucking abstractions. Remember how smooth that went? That was crazy. It went so smooth. It's yeah, literally because great. I meditated on everything that could have potentially gone wrong and I just isolated it and I removed it. And that shoot went so incredible. It's still to this day is like, I mean, yeah, Chimera was also really, but that's because you just plan, you plan, 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 plan. At least that's my method. Everybody's yeah. different, but I don't like, I don't like obscurities. So, you know, I got well, uh, obscurities some, yeah. lead to, in my experience, lead to excuses, you know, like, yes. Not, and yeah. then not knowing that one thing, uh, you know, I don't, something's not solid. So I'm like, I let that fall through the cracks. And I'm like, oh, okay, this well, that's it. a reason not to do this thing. So no, I, yeah. I think that's a great idea and I want to get to these tangible things. So yeah, I have, so I'll put together my list of ideas. All for, yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Your list of, yeah. So they, the list of the projects and then focus on one that is like tangible and doable, uh, mm-hmm. make it something that I could shoot in a couple a couple days or you and I can go out and do and shoot in one day. How shoot would you one do day. it in one day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's say, you know, like there's a, you know, this is just me thinking and obviously this is something for you to decide because your style is going to come from this, but it would, you would find the restaurant, talk to the person, make sure it's okay. You'd go before service starts. So you'd capture all the bread, the prep, then you'd capture some action of the place under unraveling. However it is, or, capture you eating it and discussing it if that's the pro- yeah, profile or is it you is. talking yeah. over the mic I, I don't know what it is yeah and then then closing so it'd be a full day basically so okay prep pre like opening shop again this is all for you to discover and decide at this point i would basically kind of if this is the thing i would identify what it is all of the abstractions i would identify all of them and then i would start to put references to like okay i need to how does it start? And then I start to watch the show as the audience member. Mm. Oh, okay. This would be cool. Oh, I'll start it with like this, or it'll be bold like this. It'll have this big font on it. And then just, and oh, it'll have this music and you literally be entertained by it and go, this is sick. I want to see this. And then you get everything that's abstract. You fill it in with references. And then you, you remember when we did Chimera, I was like, we were shooting so rapidly but yeah. if I didn't plan that out right, we would have been so screwed. Remember my shot list? How cl- oh, it was organized? Like to the 
the yeah, whole yeah. film to the second and every yeah. oh this this one is here and I use this lens system and I knew how long it took me to shift things and and it was just like we were running we were, we were ripping like there was no yeah. I was so tired after those three days I just wanted to like fall, <laughs> fall asleep for three years <laughs> <laughs> but removing all of those things because not only again I don't know what your idea is going to be but I'm just using the food one is not only are you going to be the director editor post work but you're going to be the showrunner potentially the talent you're going to be the producer you know if i go to help you shoot it then i can take care of that part that's just one little piece of the puzzle it's an important piece but it's just another piece you know so there's so many things you know and then you really understanding what it is that you're trying to get out of it and that's literally just that one idea so but it's wait, totally has, obtainable so how do you determine you know that like, okay, so you have this idea, whether it's a car thing or whether it's, you know, something else that, uh, you know, you want to make and you want to put out there. You're, you're starting it. Are you like, okay, well, I want to release this three months from now. Or are you like in the middle of things I'm like, oh, okay, I look like, I feel like this can be complete in a couple of weeks. I'm going to start planning to re- like, how do you determine that? Like from the beginning? Mm. Oh, plan like a project to, to, to design it for a release. Yeah. Just say like, okay, so, so say that you have an idea to make Mm. a piece of a piece, you know, make a a piece of CG art and, but it's just an idea right now. I know like editing a video is like different and there's different tools and stuff, but Mm -hmm. say you have that idea. Do you put the pressure on yourself? Be like two weeks from now, it's Mm going to be done and I'm going to put it out. Is oh that yeah. How it works? Okay. Yeah, basically, and it never happens the way I want it to, and it always takes ten times longer. <laughs> That's just because, like, I oh, find okay, but you put I, that I deadline it. Mm-hmm. to get yourself ninety percent of the way, or at least seventy percent of the way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You. It's I self-imposed. Just self-imposed, and I remove all abstractions as much as possible because um, the more abstractions you have, um, the less. It's just going to be painful. So you have to remove all abstractions um, because you're going to ask yourself, because you're going to fail. If you allow too many abstractions, you're literally going to be like, what happened? And you're going to just blame everything other than yourself, which you should just be blaming yourself. For um, sure. But yeah, um, you know, for me, usually um, I learned this from Todd McFarlane, studying Todd McFarlane because he's quite a prolific guy. This is a guy that created Spawn and various other things, yep. um, an entrepreneur. He had this phrase that he said that he's a, you realize he's, he's, he's a three ball juggler, I think he said, or four ball juggler. Each ball represents a project and an entity that takes his time and energy. And then he realized that if he has too many, then they all fall. So he has to keep it within range. Mm. And, you know, and a person like him, who's like a, a go getter, super hardworking, ambitious as hell he realized that there's a ceiling to even his ambition. So Mm. it's really key for you to understand that when you're going out to set out to do these things. So what I mean by that is I try to consolidate my time and energy that has like pure focus on intention basically. So if I have a task like, okay, I want to do this piece and I want to be finished by this. I want to finish this stage by this time. I literally say at this time it needs to be done. There's zero excuses to get, just get it done. That's when hard work, focus, dedication, and work management, that's when that comes in. And these are all structures. This is like scaffolding to a building. This is like the framework. 
if you don't have that, your building will be just shitty. <laughs> yeah. So dedication, focus, hard work, um, commitment, showing up, doing the work. Any time that you're sitting there doing the work where it feels abstract, you need to sit and go, okay, hold on. What the fuck is happening here? Why do I feel abstract? Why am I feel like I'm wasting my time? Okay, time to uh, reset. Time to refocus. Gonna go. Okay, this isn't what I said I was gonna do. So get in there and and say, okay, this is. I need to shift the way that I'm thinking about this approach. Or I'm drifting here. Why am I drifting? Oh, I'm not inspired. Like last night, for example, I I saturate. So I'm going through the process of learning this new program. It's difficult for me because everything. I'm used to to, to going really fast. You know. Because my speed yeah. is fast. So then I got to go slow again. And I hate that. But I watched a bunch of tutorials. I was doing a bunch of practice. I was failing. It was fantastic. I hated it. Then at night I was like, let me just sit and watch a movie. And just watch the movie. And, 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 and reconnect with it. Because it becomes so abstract. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like a, for me it's like a constant amalgamation of taking an in-source of tutorials and data and then being inspired by things and then be reminded of why I'm doing it. And all of those things are this complicated soup, but it's what makes it work for me. Um, and, and I think that's what you're doing in order to complete this thing in a timely manner is like you're going saturating. through all these processes to whatever it takes to get back on the, you know, uh, path to getting it done. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. really helpful. Yeah. And you know, when you first start out with this thing, as you do is like, it's not bad. It's not a horrible way to look at the things that you admire and then want to replicate them. Yeah. You know, stealing as an artist is a part of the process, but if you steal with grace, that's a, that's a concept that I've been working on is like, you can be graceful about how you take things. And what I would suggest is don't just look at one resource, look at three that are somewhat different and, and mash them together. And what you get is usually kind of an amalgamation. And then this will help you because in the beginning you're going to say, oh, my voice sucks because you have not exercised it and it's not as good as this and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But you can get past those things as you go like, oh, like at least this part is good and at least this thing works. Okay. This is good. You know, um, but it's tough, you know, uh, but yeah. So the first course of action I would say is to, after this discussion is, sit and take stock of all of your ideas. I would, this is my advice. I don't know if I should be giving you advice, but I imagine this is going to help. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I appreciate it. (laughs) Take all of your ideas, find the one that you could do under pressure. It would take you two weeks from start to end. And it would give you a push up. this action, this, this, this thing I would suggest it could be potentially replicatable. It's just yeah. like push-ups. So you can go, okay, in this two weeks, I'm going to go do this restaurant. Again, the restaurant idea. The next one, I'm going to go to this restaurant. And the next one, this one, I'm going to have 10 of them. Let's say that's your ultimate goal. Don't put that pressure on yourself. And I'm just saying at the number one to number 10, you should see a big growth because you're going to start finding the voice through the, through the oh, this person was weird or that was interesting or this person might surprise you. And you might not, the production might not be great, but their story is so damn good. Then you might go, oh, actually what I'm really after is the chef's story. Oh, that's cool. And you only get there by the sense of discovery by action, you know, and realizing it. And and that's really the only, yeah. that's the only thing. 
I'm living vicariously through you because I really want to do that too. So <laughs> we you're really hungry. About it it sounds ago. like you're hungry too. Oh uh, well, yeah. I know. I remember uh, best food <laughs> friends from uh, Master and Nun. That's yes. going to be us. So um. it's, a, it's a fantastic show. <laughs> and think about all these people. I mean, you know, again, comparison is the theft of joy, but I mean, he had to go off and say, I have this idea to make this show about like this. And it has this yeah. flow and, so and it totally had his own voice, which is fantastic. And, and you only discover that by doing it, you know, and your voice is there. You just have to fail to discover it, you know. Yeah, I feel like, you know, comedians in, in particular are an example of they have like this format a lot of times of certain shows like Louis, Louis C.K.'s show. Mm-hmm. But every show is different because they all have such a different life and a different, you know, voice and, and perspective. So nothing like even if it follows the same format or shot the same way, like they all are different, so different, you know? Yeah. Um, and like I, Seinfeld and I, compared to Louis. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Totally different, different system, different apparatus, different everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's, uh, I think that's what I'm most excited about is like finding mine, like finding what format works the best, finding what, you know, what my voice is, you know, mm-hmm. creatively. And, and that that's something that, yeah, like it's, it's, it's a long time coming and, and yeah, it's, it's, I feel like the, it's not far within reach. It's within no. reach. Yeah. It's you not have that the tools. Far. Like you mentioned, you've been, it's not like you've been just like lollygagging and not doing anything. It's like you, you have the skill, curiosity, know-how, problem solving ability to do these things, I think really what it comes down to is you have lack of accountability for yourself. Your priorities are in the right place, which is you give them to your family, which is important. This is, unfortunately, this is secondary to that. Sometimes yeah. it'll come in and, and this is another topic of discussion is being honest with your spouse and your partner and letting them know like, hey, I'm trying to evolve here and I'm trying to change and shift. And these are tough conversations to have. But it's like, I'm going to need some leniency on this and help with that. And are you okay with helping me support, supporting me through this process? Because yeah, oftentimes it's, it's not really, (laughs) yeah, it's very difficult. Um, you, we haven't talked about time management. That's really an abstraction that ruins a lot of people. How's your time management? And do you have structures for time management? Um, I would say that's also at a 3.5 out of 10. <laughs> well, good to be honest. It's, it's not that, um, I don't have it. Like we both live by the calendar kind of thing. Like I, I have, um, my list and I have blocked out time, time. Um, I think it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier is that sometimes I'm like spinning my wheels and, hmm. um, in that moment I don't find a way to get out of it. And I'm like, hmm. Oh crap, two hours just passed, you know? Oh, <laughs> and shit. I spent yeah. all this time like looking for inspiration or whatever. And I spent all this time and, and, you know, having young kids, like the, as far as like schedule goes, it's pretty strict as in like, I need to physically be somewhere to pick them up and then bring them somewhere else or be present. Um, so that block of time that I have during the day is very precious. And, um, you know, the, maybe like if you're going to use the analogy of like, you know, juggling four balls in the air, like, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't think I'm a one project person. That's for sure. I think like if I have two things going at all times, um, that would 
be like how I thrive the best so I can go back and forth if necessary. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I think my, the biggest problem is that, um, I don't have the, maybe it's like a a specific thing that needs to be completed each day. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I know, say that like we said that's a two week thing like what are the steps maybe i don't make that list that's like okay these are the tangible things that need to be getting done i i i justify certain things working on certain things because i'm like oh this is working towards the end goal but it's not necessarily like a step on the ladder it's like oh okay i'm in leaning in that direction and Mm -hmm. uh that so that's probably like the problem with my time management is that I'm not using it specifically enough enough to um, yeah. to knock out these tasks. It's like okay, um, I blocked out the time, I prioritize it. Um, yeah, but but maybe I didn't make that list from the beginning to mm-hmm. to get these certain things done. You know, work yeah. stuff. It's like I have a deadline. I will knock it out by any means necessary or get it done ahead of time if possible for yes. client work. You know. You have to do the same thing for yourself. Don't even think of them as being different. It's like you're the client, you're the audience, and you're the most happy audience. And you want to you want to fulfill yourself. Like, that's so awesome. Oh, that's so cool. You know, those are the those are the keys. You know, it's like um, yeah. you want to you want to have that. I think a lot of it seems like it just comes down to a lack of focus. Too many abstractions. Honestly, it seems like when you go off to set off to a task, you you abstractly have it in your head. And then you do put some time. Of course, you put time to it, but it's it could be the analogy that you're sitting in the mud with flooring the the accelerator, and you're just going like I'm driving and yeah, I'm making a lot of noise and I feel like I'm going somewhere, but you're literally exerting your energy in the wrong path. And you can need yeah. to go like okay, like I said, if you find the project that you can do in the two weeks and from start to end, which I know you can do, I've seen it, then you would basically go, these are the line list of things. So tomorrow when I'm organizing my time is I'm giving myself 30 minutes to call the restaurant to talk to the person or I'm going to give myself an hour. I'm going to go there physically and talk to the person. And these are the three restaurants that I have because one of them is going to say no or two of them is going to say no. One of them hopefully will say yes so that you won't waste that hour or an hour and a half or two hours, however long it takes to get around speaking to them. Maybe all three of them say yes. Oh, shit, this is great. Now I can schedule them, you know what I'm saying? And then you can go, I've used that time to remove that abstraction. Now I've met mm. the person and now they know who I am and now I'm communicating to them and now I'm held accountable to them. Then I have their connection. <clears throat> then I go home and I spend some time analyzing references, pulling from all the shows that I love. Oh, I like this. I like this voice, this and that. Okay, I'm going to do like this. this is how I'm going to do the titles. So I want it to be shot. This is this and that. Okay, great. You've, you've removed all that stuff too. So you, now you have the person, the location, the time, you have the direction of it, and then you just set up the shoot day. Okay, I'm going to come here on Saturday. I'm going to come at this time. I'm going to shoot all your prep and early stuff. We're going we're gonna to stay out of your way, but we're going to capture as much as possible. Cool, tons of B-roll, all that stuff. Then we're going to do during live, the place is live, get all that stuff, whatever that becomes, and then closing. Great, so it becomes one cycle of a day. You know, I don't know if this is just me thinking out loud. Then you have all this footage. You come back home, do you analyze it, lay it all out. This is where the story goes. Sick. I have a format. Bam, bam, bam. And every day you go, okay, I'm giving myself two hours 
three hours. You remember we talked about, and this is something that we should discuss at some point later as well, is understanding your flow of energy. Some of us have 30-minute flows of energy. Some of us have four hours. I know you and I talked about, I think that my flow is three hours of intense focus. If I get three hours of intense focus, it's like a 10-hour day for most people. I can just really get in there and smash through big tasks. But that's another thing you have to discover. It's like in your time management, you go, I need a three-hour block to edit. And this first hour, I'm going to do layout, sorting. Hour number two, I'm going to do this stuff. Hour number three, I'm going to do this stuff. You know, And this could be too regimented. You might just be like, I'm way more abstract and blah, blah, blah. And sometimes that works. But structure is fucking key. And it's so important, a part of, of, of discipline, unfortunately. We're kind of removing and reducing the beauty of art in a lot of ways. Yeah. By manufacturing it. But but that's how the things get done, you know? Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, that's the byproduct is, is, yeah, is, is manufacturing it. Yeah. But there's also happy accidents, you know, as long as you're willing to be open for it. Like, oh, okay, that's cool. Or that's interesting. You remember when we were shooting Chimera? I was like, I'm just going to capture this. Who knows? And then it ends up going to the film because you just were, you, you were willing to see it and be present in the moment to capture it. And the story will tell itself. You might realize that you had this whole thing in mind and then you go to do this thing. You're like, whoa, this is totally, d- I realize I love vegetables. I don't even, I'm just going to start being into veg. I don't I have no idea, you know, you, but you, it's going to hit you and you're going to go, oh shit. Or it won't. The first one will suck and you're going to go, this is worthless and I'm never going to share it to anybody, but I finished it. Cool. Let's get to number two. Yeah. So That's true. You have to be willing. You have to be willing for the fact that it's like, again, if nobody likes, nobody subscribes, nobody cares. What is it that is left and why are you still doing it? And that's really the, that's the thing you need to discover. Yeah. Which yeah, is difficult. Yeah. yeah, that, that's a, I, I think, um, no, that's, that's incredibly helpful, honestly. Like the, mm-hmm. I think I've lived in abstraction. Mm-hmm. So, Most so, do. um, yeah. So, so re- removing that and being intentional and specific about what needs to get done to get this stuff made, um, because, yeah, if I'm not allowing the space for it and I'm not being specific about what needs to be done, like in order for something to get made, like it, it's, you know, it'll just keep getting pushed down the road. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have to remove all abstractions, take each step like a ladder, as we mentioned, of actionable, obtainable goals that every day you're pushing it forwards. And maybe two weeks is too intense. Maybe it needs to be three weeks, you know, just depending, considering you live you know, multiple lives because you have a lot. It's not like you're well, a single person, I mean, you know. So, so that's like, that's been part of, that's been kind of a crutch though, honestly. Like, so yeah. what I'll, I'll do sometimes, sadly, like I'll, you know, I, I will stretch it out. And then that makes it you know, further and further away from like the excitement I had in the beginning. And, this is true. And, yeah. um, and yeah, you gotta close I mean, the loop I, though. Yeah. yeah. For me, I'm like, okay, well two weeks, then it's two weeks because I'll get client work done in three days sometimes, you know, and it, and, yeah. um, you know, I, I, whatever's realistic, depending on the project, if it requires shooting or if it's something I just shoot here myself at home, like whatever it is, like it, it, um, if I give myself that, proper i mean i think two weeks is more than enough to to do that first piece you know so i'd like to just stick to that okay yeah i mean i think that's really the 
the trick and 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 the fact of the the course of learning you're going to hit all the pitfalls and all the bullshit and it's going to happen you're like oh damn I didn't realize that this is going to be this and oh man this is difficult and so on and so forth but the fact that you're doing it the fact that you're trying and the fact that you will push forwards is really the the ultimate that's the ultimate trick because if you're willing to put the time in and get it done that's really that's really the key and these are all abstractions again but removing them as much as possible and saying okay and you have to identify them i mean yesterday i was sitting there and i was like i'm in like an abstract mode i'm not getting anything out of this time and i'm spending like fuck you need a shift you need yeah. a shift you need to focus and go why am i doing this okay i'm doing it for this wow this is a big goal this is abstract okay well then start to start to nibble at it okay um this is you know i need to i need to know this to know this to know this to know this, this, this all the answers are there everything is there it's just yeah. a matter of you putting the time to sit down and assemble it you know um it's like i equate it almost to you ever seen those puzzles that are all black every piece is black <laughs> no i haven't oh people are evil to themselves and like to do these puzzles that are all they'll do like a spherical like a a circle but it's all, all the pieces are black and the the people that love puzzles, they love these because there's no image, right? Yeah. Your ref, your reference is the shape of it. Not that, that seems. Yes. Yeah. Daunting. <laughs> <laughs> but, but okay. You just made an exhausting sound in a face that I know that that's literally what you're doing with your tasks though. It's you got to turn, you got to make it a thing. Oh, okay. I like, know. Like, oh man, I want that black sphere. Yeah. 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 I mean, no, shoot, you don't want it. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you but want it if you're, you're right. going like if you've done this multiple times you want a crazy deep challenge you're like okay well i've done a thousand pu- puzzles now i want to i want to get crazy with it i'll go abstract um and these are this is once you passed like a certain level i'm imagining you're like okay now i want to ask myself this is a whole nother level of things yeah. the great thing about art is no one's ever the best no one's a master aside from what anybody says there's no such thing um it's all subjective so there's no right or wrong and yeah. it's ever going. That means you could do art your whole life, give it your everything and you can never be that great <laughs> or you can be great <laughs> in yourself. You know, I don't mean this to discourage. I mean like it doesn't yeah. matter. The idea is that you cannot master it. That, and that's the most beautiful thing about the art is that you are the student indefinitely. And that's the humbling act basically, which is as we know, um, yeah, okay. and that's why I think it's it's important to start like at what whatever age, you know, like I'm not, you know, I don't look back and think like, man, I really missed out. I I just think like, okay, now's the time, you know, mm-hmm. and and You're calling. Yeah, so it, it's uh I agree and and I think um I do want to just continue doing it like creating forever, you know, just mm-hmm. uh now like creating in my own voice, you know. Yeah, because I mean, you do on the on a daily basis outside of client work too. You also have a functioning internal business, which is fantastic as well. And that is another side of you. So this yeah. is going to be something that's going to come down to it. Is you're going to have to find out how much of you you have. You know, yeah. let's look at it like a battery. You know, if if your battery is at a hundred percent, how much of your energy is taken by family? That's all time. How much of your energy is taken by your own business? That's time. How much of your energy is taken by <clears throat> client work? 
that's all time. What's left in that spectrum of battery? And you got to be honest with yourself. And this is a difficult question. Most people have really undershoot themselves or shoot themselves in the foot at this phase. They're not honest with how much energy they have. And then they, yeah. then they burn out or they hit a pitfall and then a billion excuses come up and then the project doesn't get done. And then they use that, oh, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Again, you know, the excuse game. Oh, yeah. Um, or the blame game. People blame things for things. Um, so you got to maybe that's another assignment potentially. I'm giving you assignments like I'm your teacher. But this would be another <laughs> assignment I would do is like be honest. Like because we're in different places in our lives. My daughter's 18 years old. She's basically an adult. So I have total freedom. I'm back yeah. to being where I was at the beginning of all this stuff. So I've gone through this thing. But you also have young children. It's very important for you to give them your energy. Um, I mean, it's important yeah, for you I to mean, give your kids energy, but teenagers, they don't want to be around you, as you know. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you want to give them your energy. You're like, ah, yeah. yeah, okay. I, I mean, I would say that the, like you brought this up earlier, like when you do, so let's just think a part of the battery of client work. Mm-hmm. That is like ever changing. I mean, like I'll go a whole month without client work, you know, and I have yeah. that battery power there and I'm like, oh shoot, where do I put this? You know? And because yeah. obviously family and the business I have will always like be there, but they are, um, you know, there is to me, like there is more room. The fact that I could, I have the capacity to do all this client work in addition to that just shows like, okay, maybe I am juggling three at the same time. Yeah. And then I don't, there are times where I don't have client work. Like, what am I That's doing? Right. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, um, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. What are you it's doing? It's a, a good question. Man. Getting lunch with me and Nate. <laughs> yeah. We're just, yeah. Sitting there wasting our time with these long conversations. But uh, what, maybe no. what you could do too, is you could document a week's worth of your energy and do like an energy journal and be like, okay, today. I spent from this time to this time I did this and this time to this time I did this and not judge it. Just look at it like an observer and go, okay, this, this and that. Okay. And then at the end of the week, you can take a journal or stock. You could do it digitally or on paper and go, oh shit. Like I wasted 50% of my time. Uh, I could have used that for this thing. And again, the analogy of you sitting in the muddle, the mud with, with your floor, your flooring, the accelerator and, you're, you're thinking in your head, you know, the car is aiming to the sky. You're like, I'm flying. Yeah. Like I'm go, but literally you're just stuck in the same spot. And, uh, and this is a, this is why you're here. <laughs> this is why yeah. we're talking about it again. <laughs> yeah. Potentially, potentially. Yeah. 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 That, that's, uh, energy journal. Sounds interesting. Yeah. And, and I think it's like accountability, like taking stock of like how I'm spending my time and, and like, is it, you know, yeah. uh, is, am I using it wisely and am I using it towards this goal, these goals that I have for sure. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, there, there are no excuses and it, it's, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, for me, like, I think what I really wanted to get out of this too was that uh, like I said before, that timestamp to where it's like, okay, a month from now, like, is that two week project done? You know, like mm-hmm. that, that's where, where we at. And, and, um, I'm hoping that I have the answer is yes, or I'm going to make sure that the answer is yes. You know, that's, that's, there's no other, like, cause otherwise what am I doing? You know? Um, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> what am I doing? That's that. Well, that's really the trick. I think I think that would be actually yeah. be really good for you. To, this first week is like take stock of all of your ideas. Find the one that sparks your inner audience that makes you super excited. Great. Okay, I think this is going to be good. I feel it. You know, you'll feel it. Yeah. I want to do this one and make sure it's one that you know you could do in a two week span of time. Yeah. And then this week you should maybe just do a energy journal and be like, okay. And just what I would do is I would say every time you shift a role in what you're doing, just write it down, put it in your phone or whatever. At 3 p.m. I shifted. I had to go pick up my child. Okay. From And then you come back and go, okay, at, f- at 6 o'clock I'm making dinner. You know what I'm saying? From one yeah. big shift to the next. Okay, nine o'clock, I put the kids down. I had an hour with my wife and then I went to sleep. Okay, this is how it works. The next day you look at it. Okay, I got, I know you don't sleep much too, which is kind of a superpower you have. I don't know it's if it's good, good or bad. Yeah. Not good, but it yeah. is a superpower, but it's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, you can operate like you're pretty good. You can, you're functioning on low sleep like I do, which is not good because it eventually catches up with you. Um, but if you just do every time you shift, just write down, just make it really quickly. It's like you're sending a text message. Okay. Like right now I got to shift. I got to, you know, on your way of walking from your office to the car, you could have enough time to say from, okay, what time is it? 2.27. Boom. Yep. Okay. I'm going. All right. And then, and then your summary at the end of the day, potentially before you go to sleep is you should look at those things and say from one to 10, I feel tired is one and 10 feels energized. And then you go, okay, I feel like a three. Shit. Okay, this is a problem. After yeah. all of these things, I feel tired. That means I don't have a whole lot of power left. Yeah. Something has to give. Something has to shake. I have to get rid of these things. I have to remove that thing. I wasted time here. So on and so yeah. forth. You know? Yeah. Remove the objection. Yeah. Then you'll be able to go, okay, well, next week is going to replace this week most likely, right? Because you're routine-based. Yep. Even being a freelancer, you're routine yeah. based. You know, yeah. you got the kids. The kids have schedule. You follow life that schedule. Its, yeah, life has its yeah. routine. So, yep. And then once you have that, then then the week after you go, okay. Monday last week, I went to sleep at the energy level three. That's because I did X, Y, and Z. I'm removing X. I'm keeping Y and Z because I can't. Those are top priorities. You know, we talked about eat that frog. That book. That priorities. Oh yeah. It's a super key and clutch to to understanding your priorities. You should only be doing A, B list priorities and everything else. A plus B equals C. A plus B equals C (laughs) minus D. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. I mean, that's a eat that frog uh, formula is a great, I mean, that's probably a great way to kind of keep track of what I'm doing throughout the like energy journal as far as like the things that I'm doing, like where do they live in that, those priorities buckets. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, a. yeah. And, and, um, yeah, I think that'll be really helpful. Yeah. And then, then so I'm going to make something. Yeah. Yeah. So by the end of this week, by Monday, or you should give yourself a whole week. So by Wednesday of next week, you should have your project that you want to do, that you can do all those things, you know, like the, you put in a confined space, then, yeah. um, then you need to have a good, basis of your energy journal to understand how it ebbs and flows where you're wasting your time where you're using it where you can't avoid 
like I said, you know, your priorities are to your family. So making sure you're on time to pick up your, your kiddos and being present for dinner and all of the things that I know you're responsible for. Those are a list things that you can't not, not do because it'll sacrifice too much. And then, then the B list things and then the C list and everything at C list, you just go, uh, uh-uh, I need to remove this. This is not working smart. And then you've, then you'll understand your energy journal, how that all works. And then from there on, you can start to, I'll do it with you if you'd like. I can go, oh, okay, shit. Yeah, because sometimes I'm like, where did that time go? Literally, yeah. where did the week go? Yeah. And I don't have anything to show for it. Uh, I do, but it's like, it's not enough. You know, I'm always yep. like super critical and I want the fucking, I want the world. And I'm not satisfied when I, um, I think I have, I don't know if I've showed you this new system I have. You know my my list system, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I have. Well, like, I mean, you've shown me like the eat the frog system. Yeah, I have these uh these little uh, uh stamps. That? These are stamps that I got, like this, uh, rubber that, stamps. Uh, Hayao Miyazaki, what is that? Yeah, <laughs> Miyazaki, Totoro. These, Totoro. Yeah, uh, I got <laughs> these when I was in Japan, and um, there's like yeah, there's uh, I got these, um, so when I complete. You know, I always set out a task for the day. I have all my, all my lists. We'll get into this sometime. Yeah. Um, this is like a YouTube thing. Like I would think it'd be fantastic to do an episode on time management and systems of it. But yep. I write out the list the night before, as you know, and then if I complete 80% of it, that's a hundred percent for me. So I give myself a little stamp at the, <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. It's like these little things, you know, it's these, these little things that, you know, they're, they're, they're silly and trivial at the time, but you, once you do it and you do it more often, you realize that, um, yeah, it just kind of evolves into like a, it makes dopamine. a difference and you feel like you accomplish something. So I can, I Super can see key. that. Yeah. And little tasks and little goals add up, you know, like little things. So like at the end of your day, if you've done all your homework and like, okay, I did my energy journal, like that's a, that's a task that needs to be done okay, I found the, I took, I did my inventory on all my ideas. Great. Cause the moment you find your inventory and you've really discovered the thing, you can even, if you want me to hold you accountable, you can just talk to me about it and I'll go, okay, cool. And I'll go, oh, I would be worried about this part. I would maybe change that. Or, you know, this might be a red flag to me. Then you can get some feedback on it and then refine it. And then you can literally start to manifest the first stages. Okay. The first stage, like I said, is the first actionable thing is removing the biggest uh, abstraction, which is who is the person that I'm going to go do this film on and making sure they're, they approve of me doing this. Okay, great. And then, then the next thing is style and reference. And those are, those are fun, easy things to do. It's, it's, there's so many fun things you can, then you get all your motivation, then you go out and do it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Big thoughts. Damn. Yeah. See time flew. Yeah. Two hours. Well, wow, two and dude. a half because we were dealing with technical stuff in the game, <laughs> but yeah. Wow. Um, how do you feel? You have any thoughts? I feel good. Yeah. yeah. I, I, um, no, I'm, I'm grateful, you know, that you want to take the time and, and kind of work through this with me, Always. um, again, but this time, like, you know, um, <laughs> we will do it continually recording it. Um, uh, but, but yeah, no, I, I, um, I, I hope that you know, people can relate to this and I didn't waste anybody's time. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I am inspired, man. I, I, I feel like, uh, you know, there, 
it, my mind was going honestly as we were mm-hmm. talking about this and and talking about potential ideas. I I have the ideas in my head that the most like realistic ones to make and and what it would take to make them. I, I got um yeah I got fired up and and I am um you know I, I feel like I'm in a better place and and the accountability part is going to be a big thing. So I appreciate you, yeah. you know, taking the time and and. Uh, holding me accountable, and I hope everybody has someone like that, you know, if they're lucky mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. Uh, well, I love you, and it's it's my honor, and it's also like my love language to give this to you. So, and I hope it helps. Um, but yeah, it, there's. I think the real key, as you mentioned, is just feeling that fire, feeling excited, feeling elated. Um, it's painful to make these things, so just having that power and that passion and that that motivation to do great things and to be inspired to do them is a true blessing and you're the one that has to do all the hard work and has to put the focus in and has to make the sacrifices and all these kind of things. But yeah. So I think a good summary is finding the fuel, the true fuel, your fuel, the, the one that is, is the one that will be there when nothing else is there. So the true fuel and then removing all abstractions. So, and, and, and acknowledging when an abstraction happens same same importance of acknowledging excuses excuses are connected to abstractions so removing your excuses from the situation and then accountability so it's just being accountable and 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 accountability is directly connected to focus which is directly connected to time management and they're all this multi-structured things and not one of them is more important than the other they're all important at different levels but they're all connected they're all important. So yeah, it's a big task, but it's a big thing to ask. So, and you have your homework, you have your energy journal. These are all things I never even like, you know, this, up with like, these terms. Again, yeah. I mean, how do you know something unless you go in there and you have these, yeah, you know, exercises basically, and you discover them. I'm sure before us and beyond us, there's been thousands and thousands of people who have this very similar conversation in different cultures, trying to discover how to make things and be a better version of themselves. Uh, and it's just removing all those things and just applying them. So fantastic. Well, yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, you're absolutely welcome. We're going to have to have you back on and see where everything goes. <laughs> hold you accountable. <laughs> I'm lighting, I'm lighting the fire on you. I know you were nervous to do this and I'm really proud yeah. of you. I'm proud of you for publicly thank doing you, this, sharing your journey. Um, I know that this is very applicable to 99% of the people listening to this because this is why we listen to this podcast is because we like to hear the struggle and know we're not alone so that we can all grow and gain and progress and be better together. That's really the goal. Hopefully yeah. <laughs> if it's done right. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, and yeah, out of like, you know, out of respect to myself, like I'll, you know, I'll follow through. I mean, and, and out of respect mm-hmm. to everyone that listened and took the time and you, and your time, like it's, yeah, the pressure is on and I, yeah, I asked for it and it's necessary. Okay, so. Um, I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited get to see where we go. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Big love to our families and friends yes. and everybody listening. And uh, yeah, excited. <laughs> yeah, thank you, man. And thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Jay. Yeah.